So good. How's everybody doing this morning? Let me hear you, 9.30, where you at? That's pretty good for 9.30. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you're here. As Rachel said, my wife Rachel said, we have the privilege of serving as lead pastors. My name is Shane, if I'm not had the chance to meet you yet. And before we jump into the message this morning, just an announcement before we keep moving, that we're starting a brand new message series next week. It's called This Is Us. It's going to be on relationships. It's going to be about how to have fun, life-giving, enduring relationships. And I'm super excited about that. The second thing I want to let you know is that in your seat this morning, you got an Easter response card. And I'd love it if you just pulled this out for a second. It should be right next to you. It may have fallen on the floor, but there's one in every seat this morning. And this is something that we did last year, and we decided that we would do it again this year, and that's to do a little mini survey. And this is a good week to do it, because quite honestly, this is the one week when y'all are here. And so we're going to do a little mini survey together. The question that we want to ask you today is, what brought you to Resonate Church? And the reason we're asking this question is that we want to know the very best way to continue to reach out to people in our city. And you, you can answer there, what brought you to our church. And I believe that as a result of knowing this, we're going to be able to reach out to people that are broken and lonely and far from God better than we ever have before. We're actually going to combine the answer to that first question with a second question at the end of the service today. And you can see the checkboxes there, A, B, C, and D. But I would love it if everyone in the room this morning, if you'd if you join in with this, and I know uh, if you're anything like me, you show up someplace new, you're like, well, I don't really want to fill out anything with my information on it. I get that. I'm kind of that same way myself, but we'd love to have your help so that we can continue to reach more and more people here at Resonate Church. Amen? Well, it's Easter Sunday, everybody. Come on, somebody. It's the best Sunday of the year, and I want to speak a message this morning called Love Conquered Death. Love Conquered Death, and my prayer for you is that in the remaining few minutes that we have together, that you would actually encounter and experience a love that wouldn't just make your life feel a little bit better, but you would encounter a love that conquered death. And I realize that some of you will have been invited by someone to church. Maybe this is a, a kind of a rare occasion for you to come to church. And so maybe you're not a churchgoer, you're not a Christian. And when I say love conquered death, you'd think to yourself, well, I'm a little bit skeptical that that actually happened. Kind of like, I was a little skeptical this week. You remember when, uh, I don't know if you heard this, that Beyonce's face got bitten? Anybody? I'm like, I don't really think that that actually happened. I don't know about you. I'm just like, I, I don't think Beyonce's face. That's kind of how, but it's a radical enough claim that I'm like, of course, I'm like, I got to find out if this is true. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to spend some time on Twitter figuring this out. Well, the message of Easter is that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die on an ancient torture tool because he loved you and wanted to forgive you and bring you back into a love relationship with himself. And that message is so radical that you've got to investigate it. And so this morning, I want to journey with you. And I want to journey together uh, through some of, of what the Bible has to say about love conquering death. I want to read an Easter scripture with you together. It says this in Luke's gospel, chapter 24. It says, on the first day of the week, on that first Easter Sunday, at dawn, they went to the tomb taking the spices that they'd prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. 
Come on, somebody. This is Easter Sunday. How many are glad that Jesus is not in the tomb, that we serve a risen Savior? We serve a living God. Now, there are two distinct components to the Easter message. The first is Good Friday. It's the cross. And the second is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. And I know that there's a lot of people in this room, you've had the Friday experience. Like you believe in God, you've had your sins forgiven, you're on your way to heaven, but you haven't yet fully stepped into the resurrection experience. Rachel already talked about it. Maybe you're kind of in that Friday place or that Saturday place. And, and I believe a lot of people actually stop at simple belief and never get to the power and the life of Resurrection Sunday. This is the way the Apostle Paul said it in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. He said, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Paul's saying, I want to know the Friday part. I want to know that my sins are forgiven. And I want to know all that Sunday offers. Because I don't want to stay in death. And I don't want to stay in discouragement. I don't want to stay in fear. No, I want to know Christ. And I want to know the fullness of the power of his resurrection. And so if you're here this morning and... And you've never had that Friday experience where you know that your sins are forgiven and, and you are loved by God and brought into a, a relationship with God that is restored. I pray that before you leave here today, you would have an encounter that is that Friday encounter with God. And then for the Christians in the room this morning, for those who've already had that encounter, I want to ask you the question, are you living in the victory of Resurrection Sunday? Like when you got saved, did you allow the resurrection to come in and to confront the parts of your heart that were dead or were dying. And so this morning, I want us to journey together because if we're going to live in the victory of Easter Sunday, we actually need to go on a journey. You know, God's plan for you was never just to save you. God's plan from the beginning of time was to lead you on a journey. And so this morning, I want to talk about that journey and talk about how God wants to take you through some steps to love you, to free you, to restore your purpose, and then really use you to make a difference in the world. That's the journey that God has for you. And we find that journey all throughout the Bible. We find it in the Old Testament as God's lead in the nation of Israel. We find it in the New Testament, that, that four step, that sequence of steps we see many times in the Bible. And I want to go to a scripture that is really not that much of an Easter scripture. You might say, well, this is Easter Sunday. That's a bit of a weird, no one, no, not many pastors go to Revelation on Easter Sunday with somebody. Come on. But this morning, I want to go to Revelation chapter 1, because this is a resurrection text. And I want to read Revelation 1, verse 5 and 6, because we're going to see in this a progression. Let's read this together. This is God's plan for you. This is God's next steps for you. It says, to him who loves us, has freed us from our sins by his blood. And then what? And then he's made us to be a kingdom and priest. For what purpose? To serve his God and Father. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. And I don't know if you saw it there, but there was a progression in the text through some things that God wants to lead you through. And the first thing that God wants to bring you to, your first next step when it comes to a relationship with God, is to know that he loves you. That's always the first step with God. Like if you want to have your sins forgiven, you don't need to join this church. You don't need to become more religious. You don't even have to have changed your life. In fact, Jesus died for you before you made any change to your life so that you would know that God forgiving you and restoring you had nothing to do with what you did, had everything to do with believing in what he did for you. And that's available for you here today. 
God's not looking for you to bring him your perfect life. In fact, God wants you to bring your life in all of its imperfections. And out of that imperfect place, discover that he loves you. Now, the Bible is clear. Understand, please understand, please understand. The Bible pretty boldly says, if you give your life to Jesus, that that's going to cost you something. And like the Bible does not water that down. And in fact, the Bible is like, you know, what? that's actually going to cost you everything. Like deny yourself and follow me. What does follow me? Well, Jesus kind of like went to a cross. Like that's the calling to lay down your life. But understand, you won't abandon your past and change your life until you get into the place where you discover the depths of God's love for you. None of us would change if we didn't have an encounter. And God says, hey, before you do anything, I want you to know that I love you. To him who loves us. But then God's not done. After he lets you know that he loves you, God's not done with you. No, he's got a journey for you. What's the second thing we see? The second thing we see is that God wants to get you free. God wants you to be free. Look at this. To him who loves us and has freed us. God wants you to be free. To bring you into a place where the wounds and the hurts of your past can begin to be healed, where you can begin to discover God working in and changing your life. And here's, here's what I love about the journey that God has for you. That forgiveness part, that first part we talked about, that happens in a moment. In a moment of faith, God forgives all of your sins. That's a moment of faith. That's what salvation is according to the Bible. Now this freedom part of the journey, the freedom part's gonna take you a little while. This is how I like to say it. Forgiveness happens in a moment. Freedom is a journey. And God always intended you to get this freedom part in the context of relationships, which is why I'm excited that next week we're starting into this This Is Us series because God has designed for you to get healed and free in the context of relationship. We actually see this in the Bible. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, we see this forgiveness part, and it happens in a moment with God. It says this, if we confess our sins, so that's when we get honest with God, he is, is faithful and just to, to what? To forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, and so that's that moment we believe and God forgives us. Now flip it over to James. In James chapter 5, we see a very similar text, but notice the differences. James says this, therefore, confess your sins. Sounds sort of similar. But notice what he says to, he says not to God, but now he says to one another. And so this isn't just where you're getting honest with God. This is where you're getting honest with somebody else and letting them see behind the mask of what's going on in your life. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Why? That you may be healed. God wants you free and God wants you healed. And notice how he does it here. It's in the context of relationships. And that's why I am so jacked up about this This Is Us series next week. That we could get honest about what real relationships look like. And I want to get honest about the journey God has taken Rachel and I on. Where he's used our marriage and our friendships to begin to lead me on a personal journey to freedom from some stuff I was stuck in before I knew Jesus. You know, for me, it's honestly, the, one of the biggest things is freedom from anxiety. Like, I don't live a life that's free from worry. But God has led me on this journey of freedom where I no longer walk into a room wondering, like, what's everybody going to think about me here? What's everybody thinking? And it was just like chaos and paddling in my mind. What's people thinking? No, to the place where I can walk in today with a God-given security and a newfound health because forgiveness happened for me in a moment. But freedom, God has that for you in the passage of time with the right relationships in your life. You maybe never heard like a, 
a, um, a message series promo like this, but here's what I'll say about next week. If you want the status quo in your relationships, stay home next week. <laughs> Wow, that's our media saying amen. That's good, that's good. They're just <laughs> liking that point. If you want status quo, stay home. But if you want to experience healing and freedom in your relationships, this is a series for you. God wants so much for you because he wants to start by letting you know that he loves you. And he also wants you to get free. But then God's not done with that. He loves you. He frees you. And then he brings you to this third place in the journey. And I love this one. And it's where God wants to do something beautiful with your life. And I know so many people who actually don't believe this. That's true. God wants to do this third thing, which is God wants to restore your purpose. He wants to restore your purpose. Again, let's see it in the text from Revelation chapter 1. It says, to him who loves us, step one, and has freed us, that's step two. Now what? It says, he makes us to be a kingdom. He makes us to be a kingdom. This is the power of Resurrection Sunday. That God actually wants to take your broken up, busted up life and use it to do something really great. That God takes something that is completely broken and resurrects it and brings it back to life and gives it some great purpose. There's so many people in the room today. You came to resonate in year number one and you walked in and I know so many of you, you walked in hopeless. You walked in with little hope. And now God is using the hope that he's put in your life to free some other people around you. In fact, maybe someone walked in today and they saw the hope on your life and it's going to use you to pull them closer to God. It amazes me that God wants to take the brokenness of my life to build his glorious kingdom. The third thing God wants to do for you is he wants to restore your purpose. And I love that around here, that we get to encounter God's love and we, we get to continue towards freedom. And then God restores your purpose. And ultimately, so we can do this fourth thing. And the fourth thing is, honestly, it's just that you can start living again. I'll say it this way. God wants to use you to make a difference. And we see it here in the text of this resurrection text where it says that now Jesus has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. You see that final part? God wants to use you to serve. God wants to make a difference through your life. And I believe the reason that so many people are rolling through this life anxious and feeling empty is that we're just not living the plan and purpose that God had for us when he designed us, he made every single one of us to make a difference. And it's so hard for us to believe that, which is why God wrote into the resurrection narrative a whole bunch of things to destroy the myth that God wouldn't want to use every single one of us. He wrote it right into the resurrection narrative that the very first person to get to the tomb would be a woman with a busted up and broken down past. She would be the very first one to know that salvation is here. She would become the first witness to the resurrection. No, God wants you to never believe that you can't make a difference. And so he wrote into the resurrection story that it was the guy who said, you know what, I don't even know Jesus, to a little schoolgirl who questioned him as Jesus was going to the cross. God said, that denier is going to be the one that I use to proclaim the message 
message, the first ever message on Pentecost Sunday where 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. God says he's got something for you to do. No matter how busted up and broken down your life is, the resurrection story, the God story, looked at a guy like the Apostle Paul. Paul's going around in the early days of the church and he is murdering Christians. And God looks at him and he's like, yeah, that would be a good guy to start some new churches. God's got a progression for you. He wants to start in you being enveloped in his radical love. And I pray that you encounter that this morning. And then he's got a journey for you to walk where he wants to bring freedom to your life, freedom from your past, freedom from shame, freedom from emotional bondage, freedom from the pain of an addiction, freedom to your life. And then he wants to restore your purpose ultimately so that in resurrection power, every single one of us can make a difference. And so what I want you to do this morning is I'd love it if you could just pull out this card one more time, this Easter response card. And I said before, I have a second question for you this morning. And you see the four answer boxes there at the bottom. And and again, I know if, if you're brand new to church, you're like, man, do I really want to do this? Or even if you've been around for a while, you're like, do I really want to fill this out? And, and here's what I want to say. I hope from what you've heard said this morning and what you've seen this morning that you would understand that I'm not asking you to fill out this card because we want to build a church. I'm asking you to fill out this card because I want to help build you. And so this morning, here's what the, the question would be. The question is, where are you at with God? And here's what the answers would be. A would, would be this. If you're, if you're checking A this morning, you'd be saying, Shane, I'm in a real relationship with Jesus. It's not, maybe not perfect, but I love God. I know I've had my sins forgiven and I am doing my best to follow him every single day. That's what A is. B would be if you're here this morning and you'd say, I want to begin that real relationship with Jesus today. Like I want to know the experience of having my sins forgiven. And that's the decision that I want to make today. I want to give my life to Jesus. I might not have every question answered, but I know I want to experience God's love and his forgiveness. And then from there, I'll go on the journey to find out what the rest looks like, the freedom and the purpose. You know, I believe that, that that's not what a lot of people think that, that the message of God is about. You know, I think people's conception about religion I think if you ask a lot of people you say hey what do you think God thinks about you they would be like God thinks I'm bad and I better do better that's not the God story the God story is you come to him in your brokenness without everything figured out and you surrender to his love and it's when you experience the fullness of his love that then you take yourself out of the driver's seat and you say, I am putting you in control and I am going to follow you. And so when you check B today, you might not have the answer to every question, but you're saying, I am taking a step to believe that Jesus died for me to experience that and I'm willing to take my next step in the journey. That's what you'd be saying this morning. C would be if you're here and you'd say, I just need a little bit more time. And I love this about our church. I love that every single week, I actually know a whole bunch of people in our church that are in the C seat and they've been coming for a while. And I want you to know, I'm never gonna pressure you to leave that C spot behind, to, to, to make a decision. 
I am going to continuously tell you what Jesus did for you. I'm going to continuously tell you how much he loves you and what he's done for you and the relationship he invites you into. But my part is not to pressure you. No, we trust in the presence of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. God does the drawing. And I would believe that there might be one or maybe two people here this morning, maybe more. And you're like, I've been in that sea seat long enough. And today I'm making a decision. I want to begin a real relationship with Jesus. But if that's where you're at this morning and you're like, I just need a little bit more time, go ahead and you can check off C. And then D is this. D would be you if you'd say, I don't think I'm ever going to make that decision. And rather than leaving it blank this morning, the reason I would love for you to fill this out is I honestly just want to pray for you. If you check D, we're not going to put you on any kind of a mailing list. We're not going to reach out to you in any way. But I just want to pray for you because I know what God does. I'd love to be able to pray for you. So I'm going to invite you to just take a minute and check off where you're at, complete the card. And here's what you can do when you're done filling out the card, first question and second. You can just bow your head and that'll let me know that you're done and then we'll continue and I'll lead us in prayer. Father, I thank you that in the room this morning, there's so many hearts that you're reaching out to by the power of your Holy Spirit. It's a moment of decision for many people, God, and so I pray, I pray for everyone in the room today, God, that no matter where they came in, that they would have an encounter with the love that conquered death. And it wasn't just to defeat sin, you did that on Friday, but you rose so that we could be resurrected to new life and we could be free and we could have purpose and we could live to make a difference. I thank you that the power of Resurrection Sunday is in this place today, God, that you're calling us to it in Jesus' name. If you're here in the room this morning and you checked off B or maybe you didn't, but you know you want to make a decision today to follow Jesus, I want to pray a simple prayer with you. And I invite you to pray this prayer with me in your hearts. Just say something like this in your heart. Say, Dear Jesus, my life's yours. And I choose to follow you. Forgive me. Begin to free me. I make you my Lord. I believe you died and rose again. And right now, I receive your forgiveness. I step into the fullness of your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church, can we put our hands together for those that made that decision today?